people. There's poor it. marks on this table. I don't know what that's How long about. has it been since we last recorded? Is poor marks there? <laughs> Is that poor marks? That looks like poor marks. It does. Xanderpus been on it. Xanderpus. <laughs> Steph, like, hide him in the night. <laughs> Hello, listeners. We are TLC, the tables, lads, and chairs. No, this is how I didn't talk over Danny when he did it. I thought it was quite impressive. So this has just been your way of stopping me from doing it. Danny. Steph, get off the table. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, like the old days. Welcome to TLC. I am apparently your host for the first time, possibly second time ever. Danny, hello. Rather than shouting, I'd recommend moving closer <laughs> to the microphone. You just sound like... <laughs> I'm trapped in a box! Greetings, listener, and welcome to Table... Sorry. Why are you shouting, Danny? We're right here. Greetings, listener, to Tables, Lads, and Chairs. I have the same problem, I am with, your... I have the same problem with polling stations. Greetings, okay. listener, to Tables, Lads, and Chairs. I'm your host, Danny Crane... I'm I'm joined by my two compatriots, Steph the I am not a patriot. Hughes <laughs> Steph not the Patriot Hughes. Ha- say hello. Oh hello, sorry. And also headphones himself, Taser Chops, Ray Hewson. Hello. So what have we all been up to, pray tell? I don't know what you mean. People should just go back and listen to last week's episode and they'll find out exactly what we've been I up really to. I really enjoyed last week's episode. I know that one. And do you know what, that one and the two before it. And the one you did naked. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, with your penis tricks. That was Probably brilliant. the three best episodes we've ever done. And it Hands almost down. didn't happen because of that writer's strike, you know. It I almost know. happened, that writer's strike, but we lobbied them. It was touch and go. Mm. Especially on uh, Ray's Naked Penis Day. Yeah. Touch and go. Naked Penis Day. <laughs> April 17th. No, but seriously, we've been away for uh, quite a while now. <laughs> like quite a, quite a while now. Our return was glorious. It lasted all of two weeks. Possibly that was three. Three weeks, I think. Yeah, you're right. It, it, life got in the way, which is probably the most bullshit answer you can give to something, but it was completely true that things just happened repeatedly. Yeah. And I think we just haven't got back into the rhythm. But we're here now. Chaos. We're sitting here at the table, three men and a microphone. It's what it's all about, lads. It's what it's all about. We're doing it in the summer as well, so like the curtains are open again. It's not summer yet, Danny. Uh, Steph. Ah, it's the autumn. It's the autumn. It's, 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 it's the autumn. Every, it's the every autumn. season, but every season. what it actually is. There's no rain yet. People can stare in and look at us. They haven't done it yet. Do you remember that woman that waved at us once? That was quite nice. Mm. Was I just dreaming? That, happened, that wasn't happened. me just walking past. <laughs> so, Steph, what have you been doing for what the past been doing? three months, maybe? Three months. Wow. Has it been that long? It has been that long. I moved into your house, Ray. Did you? Yes. I need to pay more attention to my security. That's why the place is so much a mess all the time now. Mm. There are clothes everywhere. Oh, the clothes, the clothes. It's true. Steph, you are my my lodge now. You're not really a lodger, are you? We're we're sharing a house. Sharing a flat. We live in the house of Stray together. And it now means that all three members of this podcast live within probably 30 seconds of each other. 30 seconds if you jog. Maybe run. Possibly sprint. But 
I get to see Danny walking home from work every day. That's kind of weird, actually. Like, I'll be there in my PJs watching something in the morning, and then I'll take Danny on his way to work, waving, or dressed up in a suit, one like a suit, but shirt and tie. He doesn't wear a shirt and tie anymore. Not no, anymore. Shows the last time you were up early. Yeah. In fact, I've been up quite early every day, consistently, yeah. for the past he's two been, weeks. He's been up earlier than I've been up. Yeah. And he's yeah. been on holiday for a week and a half. Why has he? Why have I been on a holiday? I'm sorry, I don't on... accept these, these visual cues. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very literal. Yeah, so... Uh, so, Ray, did you get fired or not? I did not. Because I... you got fired. <laughs> I didn't. I got transferred. <laughs> I also... Transferred ha- to the unemployed list. <laughs> I got transferred to greener pastures. <laughs> As it currently stands, I do not have a job. I left on amicable terms with a large electronics retailer based in the UK. He says amicable. I did not agree with him. He was the last <laughs> member of Comet. <laughs> I just held in there for too long. <laughs> Please just give your resignation. <laughs> no, um, I've left. It's good. It's for a new opportunity. I don't know whether to talk about the new opportunity yet until it's 100%. I mean, like, I've got a start a start date, but I feel like until it, I walk in the door, it hasn't happened. Like, it's not... I don't know. What do you think? It's not Am real, I crazy? Ray. Yeah, it's not real, right? Yeah. Mm. I hired them all. It's a job. It's It's an IT job. It's something I've really wanted. It's happening. It's quite exciting. That's been happening, which has uh, had my attention for quite a while. Mm. And I don't want to talk about the previous job, mostly because someone on this podcast is still currently employed by that electronics retailer. I do not want to jeopardize the job security <laughs> of anybody else on this show. So I'm staying mute for now. I'm in a good place. I'm happy. How about you, Danny? What have you been up to? He's had a week off. No wonder he's in a good fucking place. So the first swear of the show? No, I started with bullshit. I think that's a swear word. word, I'm feeling left out now. I'm gonna hold mine. Save it. Um, I'm also in a new job. I got transferred. That is all. That is all. Just across the road, isn't it? Just across the road, (laughs) and that's all you need to know. So I I put in the notes: new job may not be able to talk about. I, 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 I don't feel like I should fully. Your employers are not going to listen to this show. You told them not to. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, if, if in the, his interview they were like, "What's your podcast about?" And Ray just went, "You won't like it." <laughs> left it I know. I explained the basic premise. Uh, that alone turned them off. No, no. Uh, I said, you know, it, it's 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 a very specific type of audience, and you know, I didn't give a name of of this show. I don't mind them seeking out if they search if they type in my name to Google. It's probably one of the top five results that comes up. Fact check. There's, oh, have you seen Ray Houston's brother? If you Ray, if you go Facebook Ray Houston, Ray's brother is there. His twin brother. Oh, who has the exact same name as me? Yeah, that's that sounds like a twin brother. You prat. Conjoined, <laughs> that was really personal. Joined twin. <laughs> Danny just googled me. Oh yeah, you've got that woman. She. Oh yeah. She's American. She works for T-Mobile. No, I think you're safe. Isn't the internet a scary place? You can't be found on the internet. That's good. Uh, never mind then. So uh, never mind. I, I assumed too much of us, but. The last episode that we have up, the one before this, please go back and listen to it just to hear the first 30 seconds and how that could have possibly compromised a potential new job. And also, it'll bring up the listens. Do yeah, it. Please do. They're a bit low at the minute. Oh, the cat's back again. Mr. Miyagi. He's back. But yeah, exciting times for all of us, hopefully. Exciting, Steph. exciting. Yes, I'm happy for you. Yeah, i got a house now I can live in. I can drink. It's not a house though, is it? Listen to me drink. It's half a house. Which is then divided into two because there's two of us. A quarter of a house. 
What a great investment. You get a quart. I have my own section in the fridge. Is it covered in clothes? No, it's covered in other The listener doesn't understand. It's so messy. Oh my god, his room is so messy. It's a bloody tip. It's slowly engulfing the house. I tidied that room. And, and the thing is, it, it's, it brought me to the, the idea of uh, documenting your time here with me. So I created an Instagram account specifically for this, which you don't know the name of. <laughs> it's fucking... I've created it under an alias. I know it's there, I just can't find it. Yeah, it's... Um, if you want to know what it is, listener, please private message me personally. <laughs> I will give you the name of it. I've only done about four posts, I keep forgetting to post one, but occasionally one will pop up on there. It'll brighten up your day a little bit. It's good fun. It's good horrible. social experiment. The idea, just, Steph, is at the end of it, when we, when you move out, you know, however long it is, years, time, when we part ways, whatever, I can give you the login and let you see all of that <laughs> and just see it summed up. Very cruel. You're watching me and waiting for me to do for I'm not things. watching you and waiting at all. Like, I don't take sneaky pictures or anything. It's quite tasteful, actually, <laughs> if anything. Made you rice today. Be nice to me. Made me rice. You did make rice with less water than you should have used, probably. There was some hard rice. There was some hard rice in there, but... There's I didn't get any hard rice. I got some hard rice. Ah, fuck you, it's yeah. It's stuck to the bottom of the pan. Oh, you had the so, dregs. Yeah, I had the dregs of the rice. Either that or rice is subjective. Always be on top. Can you elaborate on the one thing I don't know what is? I'm pretty sure... We're, no, I'm pretty sure we're done with this section. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're done. Oh. <laughs> I assumed that was it. Yeah. I don't think we should talk about that. Okay. What? Is our fax machine going? <laughs> No. It's been missing for a while. It's probably covered in egg. Why is the fax machine covered in egg? Or milk. <laughs> or anything else that may have lived in the fridge once upon a time that Ray decided to destroy. Oh no, it sprung to life! It's true. Okay. And the news. You want a bit of news? It's not the news. Here's a bit of news for you. I came home last night and this house was a state. <laughs> Ironic. Was it a solid state, a gaseous state, or a liquid state? Or a bit of all? Very much a liquid state. (laughs) I had such a bad 45 minutes. It was devastating. So, um, yeah, when Steph came home, there were couch cushions overturned. I was mopping the floor. There there was food. There were, like, condiments scattered everywhere. And it all stemmed from the fact that somebody, I don't know who, somebody... Sp- he says, pointing his arm in my general direction. Somebody out there spilt a bit of milk in our fridge. So I open the fridge, grab something out, and I see underneath, like I see through the crisper section, you know, the little drawer at the bottom, salad crisper thing. I, I see that there's some milk on the bottom. So I don't look in that section because that's where the salad lives. Yeah. I could tell. So I do. I occasionally dip into it. And yeah, I thought, okay, I'll clean this up because I don't need to start smelling. You know, stitch in time. Help everyone out here. So uh, the way the fridge is placed, I have to take off the tray in the door first. The one that has the milk and the, the, the orange juice and that sort of stuff. So I took that off, put it to one side, took the salad crisper out, cleaned the bottom. Happy days. All good. Put the drawer back in. Went to go put the shelf back on that had the milk and the orange juice on it. And it sort of clipped in. And then all of a sudden, the shelves above it collapsed onto it. The ones that had eggs and all my favourite condiments. Mm. 
So that's all in my arms. The eggs have already broken. They're running down my arms. This is a disgusting feeling. I eventually just drop some of it. I managed to sort of manoeuvre so that some of it just falls because I accept that it's happened. And that's the eggs and the cheese. Some of the condiments. I then turn around to the couch to put the rest of it down because it's dry. I put it all down on the couch. I'm pointing in the direct where I put it. And somehow the top of the milk carton just popped off and milk went everywhere. Half a fucking gallon of milk <laughs> everywhere. I screamed. It, it was devastating. So it went all over the carpet and, and up the side of the couch. Uh, I, I quickly, you know, picked it up, put the lid back on. And obviously I had a little bit of time before everything soaked in and properly stained. So went to go get the mop. I slipped, almost fell. <laughs> And killed myself. <laughs> I grab the mop bucket, chuck it into the bath, turn the tap on so that I can fill up the mop bucket quickly, but the shower head comes on. So I get soaked from the back of my head. <laughs> Things are not going well for I me. I feel like Steph Boobies from that. It's like a perfect it's marriage. It's Rube Goldberg machine that you create. So I turned it off, tried to change the thing so that it was on the bath setting, wouldn't work at all. Took it over to the sink in the back, in the kitchen, filled it up, mopped. Steph came home and I, I was almost in tears. <laughs> it was this sequence of about four minutes that ended up getting dragged out much longer because it took so long to clean all this. And I was broken. <laughs> I was fucking broken. Funny. So pissed off. So angry. And then, like, one of the couches... Had um, one milk. one of the couches. One of the couches. One of the couch cushions. One of the couch cushions had milk on it, and we didn't know what to do with it because this has never happened to any of us before. So I had to ring my mum to find out what to Aren't do. Are they machine washable so, at a lower temperature? I don't know. Anyway, I rang my mum and I explained what happened. And my mum and you know to try and seek her advice. My mum's only reaction was, "Oh no, oh dear, oh no." It's corduroy, so I don't know. I don't know if it's machine washable. Usually, there'll be a tag on the inside, which will show you what you can do with it. Didn't have one. We checked. But we did you try day. googling it. <laughs> yes, I did. Actually, did you ask Jeeves? <laughs> I did actually Google, "Can I wash a cushion?" Give me no answers. But the worst part of all this is that at the end, when we finally got everything back in the fridge and everything was ready, Ray looked at me and went, "How many eggs were in the egg carton?" <laughs> <laughs> and I basically went through my egg usage. Of the last week. So we had a six pack of eggs. Is it called a six pack of eggs? Yeah, half it's a, a six pack. Yeah, half a dozen. So we had half a dozen eggs, two of which had already cracked. I used one to butcher a scrambled egg earlier on this week, and that was it. I think I'd used. I don't think I'd used any at all uh, recently, so. All right, um, so is two this eggs. Going anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two eggs cracked on the floor, which I then cleaned up. There's a third egg. There's one egg we left. cannot find it anywhere. Oh, I don't know where it is. <laughs> it's not under the couch, it's not under the fridge, it's not under the cushions. One of these days, I'm going to step on it. It's going to appear somewhere. <laughs> we genuinely don't know. I'm going to get an egg is. out of nowhere. <laughs> it's going to be... We have looked for that egg. What What kind of animal eats <clears throat> eggs? Like a kind of... An, like an egg poacher. That's what you need in the house. Foxes? We, yeah, I was going to say, we need a fox, do we? Do you yeah. know what, we need, we need to, to prevent these foxes from getting in. If only there was something happening that could stop these foxes. Some sort of... Oh, like a fucking Tory party. <laughs> the actual news. Not Ray's breakdown at home that almost caused him to cry. That wasn't real news. That was fake news. News. I'm changing the roles here. You did the intro, so... 
I left the fax machine in the car. Like, in my old car. Someone would steal a fax machine from your car, like a stereo or a sat-nav, they'd see it there. Uh, the, the news today... <clears throat> well, it's not even news today. The news in the last couple of weeks since we've been slowly building together this episode. It's surprisingly sparse. Nothing too funny has happened. Hmm. Well, I mean... Wh- so, it's all been very serious with all this politics malarkey, and there's a referendum and a council election. Nothing mm. too funny. The amount of propaganda shite we get put through our door. Oh my god, it. yeah, Plaid Camry can fuck off. Yeah. Aren't they, right? They can. <laughs> they can, even, yep, yep, absolutely. And the, gr- and the Green Party as well. <laughs> and the Green Party, they can leave fuck the gre- off you too. Leave the Greens out of this. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a reason we want to talk about that. Um, so. Yeah, I, I was looking for... I was doing a bit of design stuff for a new thing that TLC are doing soon. I touched your leg there, sorry. Thank you. <laughs> and um, I was looking for some new fonts. Do it again, I'll light you on fire. Don't do that. Like light the flies. That's my lighter. Put it down, please. Thank you. It's uh, <laughs> very authoritarian of me. <laughs> Just going to sit in the corner. So, uh, not very interesting. Looking for fonts, looking for new designs and things for, the, um, for something we're going to be doing fairly soon. And I came across a font, a unique font. You're looking in the mirror at yourself. Mm. Yeah, you are. Uh, a Corey Feldman font. Corey Feldman of the Goonies fame and Stand By Me as well. Uh, yeah, he, so there's a font called We Love Corey, and I'll put that in the link below. Uh, and it's different faces and poses of Corey Feldman during his youth, I might add. So not during his weird party days that have happened recently. That, that's the bit of news that I wanted to bring to everyone's attention. Corey Feldman font. If you want to add a bit of pizzazz to your uh, CV or your essay by making it completely indecipherable and to increase the amount of Corey Feldman by 100%, that's the way to do it. Just a little bit of knowledge for you there. What have you guys got? Pineapple-based news. <laughs> so basically... Uh, the art knows fuck all about anything. Yeah, so in Scotland, it was Aberdeen. Fact check. Because Scotland's rich in culture. I'm just going to call it Aberdeen for now, because that's how well we fact check. Basically, there was an art display up in, um, like, just an art display up in either a university or a museum or something. And some student went in there with a pineapple. Yeah, some hero. A a hero (laughs) went in there with a pineapple. I think he bought it for another joke, but his friends weren't into it. And he just saw an empty display, so he left the pineapple on the display. And he was just curious how long it was going to be left there for. He came back four days later and they put a glass display around it. And it remained there until the very end of the art exhibition where they removed all of it down. Art. Incredible. If you had the choice, what would you put up there? You could sneak into this Aberdeenshire I would draw art museum. I would draw a picture of a penis. <laughs> but one of those mountainous penises that I draw? Mountainous penises. Yeah, you know, all those contour lines. Pen, I'll show you. <laughs> Goats <laughs> hanging off the side of them. Yeah, like those mountainous penises. So, like, okay, Steph is drawing on the table. It's very loud. Oh, that thing. Oh, that's a penis. That's okay. a penis. What do you think it was? I need to. Yeah, I think you need to go see a doctor, Steph. <laughs> it looks like it's shrugging and its shoulders are up. <laughs> oh, very tense looking. I would either penis. draw that or this kind of face here. Which I know is not a... You can scan this in later, can't you? Right? No, I, with what? I'll tell you what, I'm going to take a picture now, just so that we don't forget this. Silent shutter, though. I'm hoping for a loud shutter. Wow. Yep. 
So I would draw one of those two pictures. Basically, it's a face, but with the guy's boob eyes. And I would put, <laughs> and I would hang that up in the art museum. I think I'd leave a blank post-it note. Mm, deep, deep. Yeah, I feel oh. like people would like spend hours looking into it and thinking too much. Yeah, I like it. He's posted it. But there's no writing. Or I could put invisible Maybe ink on in. it as well. It'd be like multiple levels. Hmm. And I could just like people be staring at, and I could just go in with a UV light after, and I'd just be like, "You're a twat." <laughs> you <just> couldn't. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going along the lines of um, of just printing out a bit of art that was previously made on the uh, the TLC podcast with the "Don't Sense My Ocean" because it has that ambiguity where it could be artsy fartsy, where it could be a political statement, or it could be Steph. Just being really strange, which it was. <laughs> but I think that would work quite well. Don't censor my ocean. Have that little poster up there with Steph with the um, the red circle with the cross through it. I like it. Never censor the ocean. Yeah. We, we got that already. Season one. I'm <laughs> Callbacks. Callbacks in Jade. I mean, back to the previous note as well. I mean, if I'm trying to think of who, who I'd want to have in a font, like if I were to make a font. <laughs> I think Van Damme would make a very good font. Oh, He's a very flexible cool. man. Yeah, he could he could actually do the letters, he, couldn't yeah, he? Yeah, his legs. He could actually do the letters, yeah. That'd be, be quite cool. impressive, wouldn't it? And I'd like to have one which, like, it's a randomised thing. So every now and again, it will just pop up. You'll <laughs> type like... one letter, it'll be a normal letter. You'll type it 500 times, it will be. But then one time, you're going to have a Nicolas Cage face or something on it. I just like Jim Carrey just pulling faces. So if you type in wow, it's oh, Jim Carrey making like a wow face. Or if you say and, it's Jim Carrey making like an and face. Be like, what's an and face? I don't know. He's very, he's very talented. He's much more talented than I am. I'm pretty sure we can find a way doing it. Elbows. Are we moving on to our main event? <sighs> I suppose we better. Oh. So yeah, the episode. Um, not being a very good host, Danny didn't actually mention what the topic was. Danny, yeah. What was the this is, topic? This is a new format. This is a new format. Air of mystery. You know, we draw you in and then we disappoint you later. But it'll be on the title. <laughs> no, it won't. It's going to be an ambiguous title. Okay, uh, so... TLC episode two. Or just stay at season three, just right off the second season. Well, the second series was just a, a series of specials. It was like... Season season two for us was a bit like Next Generation, where they had to hurry it up quickly. Oh, I see. Oh, that was, that was a bad... So the main event this week is about real events... And why we're surprised they're not films, and what we should well think should be done to make them films. So cast, director, and just a little summary of what it's about. In a general tone, I suppose. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Well, seeing as you're you're, you're first on the docket, you might as well go first, Danny. Okay, so I will go first. Um, Lay a fat pipe down. <laughs> oh what? <laughs> Lay a fat pipe down for us. I think that means taking a shit. I also don't or know what a pipe, a pipe down is. So lay, lay, down. A, lay a fat pipe. I'll Google that now. I think I made it quite clear earlier on that I can't really take a fat pipe. Like, lay a fat pipe. Well, because you don't eat meat. Like, if you I had to like do a big poos. poo, I don't think I could do a big poo anymore. Why is it episodic? Do you poo like a rabbit now? Uh, episodically, <laughs> like my peeing routine. Tiny little peas. Instead Does Steph just drop like, little pellets around the house? <laughs> <laughs> really inconveniently, I just ca- occasionally step on them. Urban Dictionary, laying pipe. Laying pipe is simply, I quote, fucking the hell out of a girl. Laying pipe. So, 
The act of sticking your hog into a swamp donkey. Wow. Doing a great big dump that renders the toilet unusable for the next hour. You know what? I wouldn't want like a, like a phrase like that to both be sex and taking a disgusting shit. Like, <laughs> that could go very wrong. Uh, so for my choice, I picked the Idlewise Pirates. For those who don't know, it was the anti-Hitler youth movement. So back in Nazi Germany, you had the Hitler Youth, who were just basically children that were indoctrinated to basically follow the Nazi ideology. And then you had the counterculture, mainly in Western Germany. Um, And yeah, so Idolized Pirates, anti-Hitler Youth. Uh, So I thought, why has there never really been a film made about it? It's quite an interesting topic and, you know, some dark things happen. I mean, a lot of kids... um, ultimately ended up in concentration camps. Um, some of them got hanged. And they, they did some great stuff because they kind of helped soldiers that were abandoning the war, you know, helped them kind of about... They kind of went out, interacted with girls, you know, the normal thing that teenage boys do as well. Whereas uh, Hitler Youth were kind of more segregated. And so I thought that that's an interesting place to start for a film and it would be, you know, proper Oscar bait if you got it right. So for a director, I picked Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner. So for those who don't know, he's the one who directed films like This is Spinal Tap, (laughs) The Princess Bride, but also Stand By Me. And I think that's the tone I did. Go back to Corey Feldman. Yeah. I like it. And I think that's the kind of the tone I'd aim for be like the kind of stand by me tone. I think he'd get that right. He's not really done many good things for a while, but I feel like he's due a, due a comeback. That's and something in the same vein as uh, the Monuments Men, almost. Yeah, something like that. Okay. I could dig it. I could dig it. Is Bill Murray going to be in it? No. No, I'm not going to watch it. And as much as I wanted to pick an all-German cast, I don't know many German actors. Yeah, you'll know one of them. A German who's on the list. <laughs> yes. On. Directed by Uwe Boll. <laughs> okay, yeah, so... Because I, I have no creativity when it comes to younger actors and I get a bit worried Googling young actors. Mm. I, went, <laughs> I, I went a bit older, so I went ones that looked a bit younger simply because... Sorry, Danny. Do you know if you Google the words all grown up, you just have loads of links to Sun articles where it just says... So and so and so and so, all grown up, and it's a picture of some young girl as soon as they turned eighteen, some young celebrity. True oh. story that. If you Ooh, it, that's, that's, a bit cre- it's, that's creepy. It's horrible. Sorry, the Mom. sun, so re- yes. honourable usually. So I picked. I've only actually got one named character, and it's actually an actual member of the Hitler Youth, and it's uh, Bartholomew Schink, and basically he was one of the kids that got hanged. Um, in 1944, I believe. So spoilers. he'd be like the uh, yeah spoilers. He'd be the, the lead of it, and I picked Tom Holland because he look he still looks relatively young. That he could pass as a kind of 17 year old. He's used to swinging from rope. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's a synthetic web that I made myself. It's a pity his spider sense didn't tingle. Mm. <laughs> and then he's uh, Spider Man in the next film, by the way. If you didn't pick up on that, and in, and in in one that's already been as well. Oh, yeah. I don't pay attention. Yeah. Uh, for a female lead, I picked Chloe Moretz, because she's about the right age for that. Also typecast by us quite often. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
And then, like, a villain for the piece. I've got, well, two main villains, so I thought it was, like, a senior Gestapo officer, the only German actor anyone can think of, Christoph Waltz. Yep, yep, I... I... I knew that was yeah. That's good. That makes yeah. sense. So he is intense. Yeah, and I think when he, he could handle that. Yeah. But I wouldn't have really had him interacting too much with the kids. He'd just be kind of like a background villain. He'd scare the fuck out of them. <laughs> yeah, and then you'd have his main enforcer, uh, Tom Felton. Oh yeah, yeah, Harry Pot- Potter fans. He's oh, yeah. Malfoy. He's got a very Aryan look about him, and we all know he can play a kind of Nazi esque villain. A bastard. Yeah. And then I've decided to pick a leader for kind of the Hitler youth would also appear and they'd be the ones that the Idolized Pirates beat on before ultimately they get hanged and shit. And I picked Cameron Monaghan. The Gotham, you know the one who plays that proto-Joker? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know I one. mainly picked yeah. him because he looks very punchable. <laughs> he does have that face. Him and, you know, the I, the kid who I caught eyebrows... He's in Maze no, Runner. I don't know who you call eyebrows. He's in Maze Runner. He's in We Are the Millers. Oh yeah. Eyebrows. It makes sense when you see him. This game. If he was in the Mafia. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's Jimmy Eyebrows. Boy. <laughs> he is a very punchable face. I'm sure he's a nice guy, but yeah. And yeah, I'd go kind of go for quite. A, have quite a bleak tone and just a, a very dark ending. Just you know, it ends just with the main character being hanged. And the rest of the Idolized Pirates being sent to concentration camps. And then it would probably win an Oscar. Hitler bad, Vandal's good. After credit scenes as well. But then it would be boycotted for not having black actors in it. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well done. I'd watch it. Yeah. Am I going next? No, I, I'll go next if you want. I'm, no, no, it's fine. Don't want to r- rustle your papers. You could have just brought it over anyway. <laughs> You'd already picked it up. All right, okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna fire through this as quick as I can. It's quite a, a dense topic, and it's the kind of film that you're insulting Chelsea Manning right now. <clears throat> you haven't mentioned her name yet. I just did he'll when I said you're insulting Chelsea Manning. So uh, he'll get yeah, over it. The topic of of Chelsea Manning, born Bradley Manning. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, this is the army soldier. Um, Please edit that up. <laughs> I'm not going to edit that at all. Uh, she violated the Espionage Act uh, for disclosing was like a quarter of a million documents and sensitive materials regarding to the, the army at the time uh, while she was, uh, what was that I put down here? An intelligence analyst, uh, analyst in uh, Iraq. And this is something along the same vein as Edward Snowden, but definitely the question was there about... Um, endangering people's lives a lot more than they were with Edward Snowden. Uh, she was imprisoned, for lack of a better word, tortured. There's no way to, to, to... There's no word that probably describes how badly she was treated. Segregated 23 hours a day, stripped of her clothes at night. It, it was a horrible treatment. She's now been pardoned, so that, that that's the happy ending of, of the film. Obama gave in to pressure and he pardoned her for what happened, and she's due for release the 17th of this month, so that's pretty good, in my opinion. Um, it's not all well that ends well, but it's it's a story that, if done right, can be quite good. The way, the way I've cast it, in the role of Chelsea Manning, almost typecasting again, is Jared Leto. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for, for that, he he's so convincing. When I watch, it might seem stupid, but when you watch him in um, Dallas Buyers Club, squad. 
Yeah. <laughs> so convincing as a girl. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, he's, he's phenomenal in that role. Just, he, he's really good. And Joe, you know, I kind of like him as the Joker. I didn't like the film, but I kind of like the Joker. That's, I'm just saying that. I hate Jared Leto. But I can't deny he's a good actor. Yeah. And that fucking infuriates me. Better actor than he is musician. And he's in New Blade Runner, which I'm very oh, excited good. about. One of the top three films for time. So yeah, um, I was going to talk about the other cast members. I don't think it's really important. She is the focus of the story. You can have some villains in it, but things move so quickly. You, there's only one other character, which is Adrian uh, Lamo or Lamo. He's uh, Lamo. He's. I wouldn't want to piss him off. He's a hacktivist. Um, he's the one who she gave the information to him. He took it to WikiLeaks. He's part of WikiLeaks and Assange and all that group, and he's the one who had released documents. And, um, yeah, I don't want to piss him off. But I don't know who would cast him. Probably Andrew Garfield, if we're going back to the well of people we usually cast in these sort of roles. Uh, and they're going to have Steve McQueen directing. Not the Steve McQueen I was going to say, dead. he's dead. The Steve McQueen that directed... It's be a weird film. No, the... St- what do we do, Steve? <laughs> yeah, the Steve McQueen that directed 12 Years a Slave and Shame. And it'd be more for the 12 Years a Slave side of things, the tone almost of that absolutely horrible things happening but then that that almost like a victory at the end of it quite important and a writer I think it was quite difficult to pick a writer to get that tone correct as well I've gone for the guy who wrote The Machinist mm. a dark film yeah very dark film but it deals with the psychological abuse side yeah. because it's very easy to show the physical abuse the stuff that happened there but the actual psychological torture involved with that can be shown quite well and something like the way The Machinist portrayed it the way the screenwriter put it in is, is fantastic. I think that'd be perfect for it. It's not a happy film. Not a happy film, but quite educational. I think it's quite quite important as well. Right. Of now, isn't it? Because well, of the last few years. So there's, oh, what's the technical term for sex therapy? Sex change operations? Gender relocation That's the surgery. word. That's the words I'm looking for. Realignment. Realignment, that's it. Yeah. Relocation. Yeah, well, she's had these these um, hormone therapies for the past since 2009, I think it was. So before this whole this all happened, which is why you know I identify her as a woman, yeah. not because mm-hmm. of the therapy, because that's what she just what she wants. And um, yeah, it's a horrible thing that happened, but I feel like having that documented in the story and out to as many people as possible to show what that that American military can do, the, the industrial yeah. complex, you know, all that stuff. It's, it's quite shocking and disgusting. Yeah. And it deals with the issues which are quite now, which is about, you know, what information is out there, what's being monitored. And... Mm. Yeah, so not a very happy one, but I think that's quite important. Yeah. Maybe Oscar bait, who knows? Yes. Steph, what's your one? That'll be that'll be a film in about five years' time, I can guarantee it. Well this is got that Boston film. There's a film about that Boston the Boston Bomber, Bomber yeah. That's fucking yeah. pathetic. Well I mean she she was mentioned briefly, I think, in The Fifth Estate, which is the Julian Assange film. Uh, the oh, Benedict okay. Cumberbatch one, yes. you know, that's a very small amount. Obviously, just... I don't think there was even a character cast for that, but yeah, you know, it could be quite important. Boom, boom. Sorry, that was too morbid. Because I have notes. I think we've all picked pretty morbid topics. I haven't. Mine's fun. Steph, take it away. Uh, mine's actually going to be more of a biopic film, and it's going to be on Christopher Lee. Oh, that'd, that'd be Cause that awesome. Because man has had a fucking mental life. Had a mental life. Hmm. Yeah. Mental life. Let's try yeah, and list to elaborate. Some, yeah, elaborate. Let's list some of the things. I mean, 
from his film career alone. Before we can even go into his film career, my main paragraph is not even on his film career. It's mainly on his army career. Yeah. Yeah. Which he joined in 1939, pretty much at the outbreak of war, joined joined the army. His biological dad uh, died in 1940, so he joined the RAF. Um, He was in the RAF for about two years. I don't Uh, see how those two things are related. Uh, oh, yeah. His father passed away in 1940, so yeah, he sorry. joined the RAF. So sorry, his dad was uh, a commander, a military commander, and a commandant in <laughs> commandant. <laughs> commandant. Commandant. Yeah, he, he, he said it correctly. He did. I thought he said commandant. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny, Johnny, get over here. <laughs> in the army. <laughs> we need protection. God damn it. <laughs> Uh, and when his dad died, he decided. You think I'm firing blanks here? Instantly, he would not fire blanks. He'd bite you on the fucking neck, and you'd love it. Blows a load like a mortar. He'll shoot you with his golden gun. I was going to make a spermicide joke. I don't want to continue stuff. But after his father died, he joined the RAF in 1940 because he didn't want to follow in his father's footsteps. Uh, and whilst he was. Part of the RF, he went on some mental operations. Like I haven't listed any because they are far too dense to talk about here. But he did some mental stuff. He almost died when his plane got shot down as well. So you should consider that. He got malaria six times in one year. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay. Uh, he le- learned Russian. And then in, 19 f- in late 1942... Uh, Churchill uh, asked him to join what is a special forces unit called Special Operations Executive where they were basically just doing espionage tricks where they were just being spies uh, going in behind enemy lines uh, where Christopher Lee just witnessed loads of his friends be shot and killed in front of him, be stabbed. Wasn't part of it he was supposed to seduce women to get secrets as well? That as well. Yeah. It looked very Blackadder-like. Yeah. <laughs> um... Is. And then after uh, after that, then towards the end of the war, he helped track down some Nazi war criminals. He was told he'd never be able to fly fly a plane, so he became an analyst um, uh, for RAF support. And then uh, after the war ended, they asked him if he'd want to be a teacher, and he decided to be an actor instead. But his whole military career is far too lengthy to talk about on this show it's worth going to read because it's insane so would you mainly focus on that point of his life or would it mainly just be throughout his life I mean probably to be honest war films are always good aren't they but I think he has such a varied life it's ridiculous you could kind of bookend it though couldn't you yeah the thing is you've got to be careful not to make it end up being like Forrest Gump yeah Yeah. Yeah. because he's had such a varied (laughs) career I mean this man has about (laughs) Do you remember when Christopher Lee was a ping pong champion? <laughs> <laughs> he, he ran a marathon. Funny he had that you should friend s- who loved shrimp. <laughs> it's funny you should say that, Danny, because he was actually very good at racketing, fencing, and cricket, and could have been a professional in any three of those sports. Fucking hell. Do you know some people are just sickeningly good at things? Thank who, you. Who would you get to play him? Um, did I say he got malaria six times? Yes, you did. I can't read my writing now. Special friends of Oh, it's back. Right. Of course, then after he left the war, he became like an actor, as we all know. Ray, do you have any favourite Christopher Lee films? That isn't Count Dooku? All of them. No, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Man with the Golden Gun was quite impressive. 
who's a Scaramanga. Scaramanga. Quite terrifying. He had that third nipple. Midget working from as well, didn't he? Odd job. No, it was not. That was not a job. job. It was Tic Tac. Tic Tac. Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah, with his third nipple. And uh, no, he was good in that. He was. He was. He's very intimidating in every role he's in. Well, I've he's, only. He's seen... about six foot four, wasn't he? Yeah. Six only... foot five. He's a very tall man. I think I've only seen th- four films of his. It's probably the most obvious ones. It's like the Lord of the Rings films, Man's Gone Gun, Star Wars. It must be something else. Dracula film. Dracula. He's in loads of Dracula films. Seen pictures of Dracula films. I've actually okay. seen them. He's the original director. He's the king of basically Hammer horror. Um, oh, British Hammer horror. British Hammer yeah. horror. Uh, so there's a great film called like The Man Who Refused to Die or something like that, and it's him and Peter Cushing. And he's like they both. They both look really fucking old in that. It's like the sixties. It's really weird. It's just one of those eternally old people like Bruce Forsyth and <laughs> David Attenborough. Hmm. Well, two two things on that note. First of all, go look at the Morgan Freeman vampire film when he was young. It's hilarious. It's black and white and it's hilarious. <laughs> Morgan Freeman vampire film. Check it out. Um, and also on the on the subject of Hammer Horror, you know the the guy who um, was Darth Vader. He wore the suit. Oh yeah. Uh, he was in a lot of Hammer stuff, like showing his face and acting. He was terrifying in that. Tall, quite imposing man, isn't he? With a very strange very face, strong. very mm. Crow Magnum head. Just like Steph. Very strong West Country accent. It's why Oil he didn't fuck you up. It's why he didn't really talk that much. <laughs> Can you imagine if Darth Vader was West Country? Let me see you with my own eyes. You got any cider on this ship? <laughs> <laughs> and then he basically tailed off towards the end then, and he had a, a weird renaissance as a in a musical. Not even in the musical, just releasing albums. Oh yeah, metal well albums the, and metal, metal Christmas albums. albums. Way into his 70s. Even doing a song with Cradle of Filth, or a black metal band. I think oh. he did them even as recent as his late 80s. I'm going to put it out there, and I think one of you have already said it in the past when we've talked about Christopher Lee. It's not that good. <laughs> it's metal oh, music. Oh yeah, it's, they're not good. <laughs> Right. No, but he's it's... seventy years old. I know, I know, and we should romanticize him for that. I'm not good at writing metal it's songs. It's just more the fact that he's done all this and then decided I'm an old man and I'm going to make fucking metal. And no one can stop me because I'm a cantankerous old bastard. <laughs> I love that. I love that about him. But the music's not that great, yeah. which I is fine. The blood of Saxon men. <laughs> because the rest of his work, his body of work in total, is so good. It wasn't even tainted by the end of it, though. It's and he was. It's a shame that you know he was quite angry. He wasn't in. Um... He was sad he wasn't Gandalf. Yeah. In Lord of the Rings, because he was too old. Could put Percy Jackson. I said it again. Peter Jackson thought he was too old. So they made be, him Saruman. So they made him Saruman instead. Mm. I think he works better as Saruman because he's too intimidating. Where Gandalf's a bit warmer. Yeah, a bit more whimsical. Yeah. Then again, maybe that could have been that that new depth in his career. He probably could have maybe. tapped into some. Emotion other than when the, everything when, we've listed so far, which has been pretty horrible. When he found out that he was going to be, um, when Peter Jackson was thinking about making a Lord of the Rings film, he took a horrible t- television shit series about Robin Hood on ITV, and he only took it because there was going to be a wizard in it, and he was going to be the wizard, and he wanted to show that he could play a wizard to Peter Jackson. Wow, I got, I got nothing to add. Sorry, yeah, you're looking a, at me. That's yeah. a sacrifice I'm not willing to make. I would not work for the ITV. What? <laughs> Make up your mind. 
He's a Channel 5 guy now. <laughs> sometimes he's Labour, sometimes he's not. Make your fucking mind up, Steph. Right, so anyway, so that would be my film. It would just be Lifetimes of Christopher Lee. I wouldn't know how to do it. I think Peter Jackson would have to direct it because he's good at trilogies. Who would play Christopher Lee? Michael Fassbender. But they put him on stilts. <laughs> yeah, he's not that tall a man. In... I don't really know many. T- There's not that many tall actors, I don't think. I was thinking of, what's his name? Eddie Redmayne, maybe. If Peter Jackson could use the techniques he used yeah, to film The Hobbit. The Hobbit. <laughs> the perspective shots. They're great. They're but great. The rest of the cast, they can just hire us like four foot and under. Peter Jackson's good at dealing with height issues. Tom Cruise or like Fine. Robert Downey Jr. in the role. Oh, Let me tell you. No, it needs to be someone who's a bit of a thespian. They need to have that booming voice about them, don't they? It's been at Cumberbatch, isn't it? Oh, but he's in every British film. I know, but it, it's him. He's so versatile. We're, pick, we're picking from our pool of actors. There's only 20 that we cast. <laughs> and we've already taken most of them. <laughs> I was going to give it a fast bender just because I like fast bender. We all do. Call back to Shane, which I mentioned earlier on. Moving swiftly forward. <laughs> Swinging on. Have we got anything else to say? Or are we going to close this shit? Oh, I'm happy. This has been 58 minutes. <laughs> this has been 58 minutes? I'm your host, Danny Crane. This is my man, Ray Hewson. Say goodbye. Yo, yo, yo. Goodbye, y'all. And finally... (laughs) Don't do that. Mr. ITV Hughes. Say goodnight. I'm going to get the ITV back. I'm going to slip it in there. That we're the third best Marvin-based conversational podcast game that you can listen to on whatever your podcast app of choice is. And we also have some plugs that we want to plug. The three-point plug is probably my favourite. USB-C plugs are fucking annoying. Shout out to Kettle. USB-C <laughs> is great, okay? USB-C charges quicker, it's data transfer is quicker, and you cannot put it in the wrong fucking way. And scene. Please hit, us, hit us on up. Please hit us. Please. Please do a hate crime. No, do not do a hate crime. Oh, God. Please talk to us on Facebook. Have you sworn yet? We like to hear you talk. Fuck. Message go. us. Maybe have some questions if if you want. Uh, we can read out some questions on here. Bye. 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 Bye.